Welcome fellow plebs, my name is Sean, and this is Tribunus Plebis. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tribunus Plebis podcast. Okay, so we're going to talk about the newest stimulus bill. Well, actually, before we get to that, let's just talk about $2,000 checks. Basically, you're not getting one because Democrats are cowards who are owned by the same evil forces which own the Republicans. So yay, America, I guess. When Trump declared that $600 was not enough and said that the check should be $2,000, that was, you know, more or less performative bullshit. He was just saying something because he wanted his followers to hear it. Trump just wanted to end his wretched presidency by saying that he wanted something good for you, good for us. I mean, he didn't actually want that good thing. He just wanted to say it out loud so that his fans could cheer and tweet and act like fools. If he really wanted $2,000 checks, at some point in the past, you know, eight months, he would have actually fought for it. And when Pelosi and Schumer formed a clean bill to raise the payments to $2,000 and wanted it to pass with unanimous consent, that, too, was performative bullshit. All it takes to kill that bill is a single person not consenting, which, of course, was going to happen. And now that bill is dead in the Senate, as Mitch McConnell has refused to allow a vote on it, and instead has tied it to a repeal of Section 230, the legislation which classifies social media companies as publishers, and to establishing an election fraud commission, two things which will be poison pills for any vote. So in short, I'm not getting a $2,000 stimulus check, which is not that terrible. I've been blessed to keep working and making an income during this pandemic and shutdown period. But all of the tens of millions of workers who have been laid off, had their hours cut, and even rendered hungry and homeless, they won't get those checks either. And that's where the rubber meets the road. That is the actual horror here. We have an impending rent crisis in this country. Well, really, we are in a rent crisis right now. It just keeps getting pushed off into the future rather than being dealt with. We'll talk about this a little more later in the episode, but hey, everybody who's struggling to pay rent or hasn't been able to, you can stay in your home until February 1st now. Congratulations, you got a one-month reprieve. A reprieve by the same psychos who caused the fucking problem. And all of that happens, this massive multi-pronged assault on the working class of this country, this immense upward shift in the wealth of this nation, and then this piece of garbage Mitch McConnell stands up in the Senate and says, that he opposes $2,000 checks because it is, quote-unquote, socialism for the rich. The hypocrisy here is as evident 
as it is useless to point out. Lawmakers do not care if they are hypocrites, so long as their corporate masters make out, so long as their failed ideologies are served, so long as you suffer and they don't. This piece of garbage actually had the gall to deny people who are starving and are about to be homeless relief because it is socialism for the rich. Because some people who make, you know, very low six figures might have a couple of hundred dollars coming to them. What a despicable human being. What an absolute fiend. This same psycho also helped push the largest wealth shift in our history through not one, but two major actions. The first was Trump's tax bill which was created by corporations and the ultra-wealthy, and which only served that same corporate and mega-wealthy clientele and only tossed a few pennies down to the masses, the ones who actually needed a tax cut. Was that socialism for the rich? And we can save the trickle-down bullshit too, thanks. And the second wealth mover is what's been going on with these shutdowns. Small businesses fail, apartment buildings are being sold, labor is being fractured, and who wins in scenarios like this? Big businesses and the ultra-wealthy win. Every time. Is that not socialism for the rich? The richest people on the planet have seen their wealth explode over the past nine months, while the bottom 90% has seen their wealth crater. Predatory corporations are picking off small competition and mega landlords like Mid-America Apartments and giant private equity funds like Blackstone, Bain, Starwood, and Goldman Sachs are buying so-called distressed assets, which just means the homes of families who have been out of work because of the shutdowns and improperly protected and are preparing for mass evictions and destroying the ability of everyday Americans to not only build wealth via home purchasing, but just of having affordable, accessible shelter in a broader, more general sense. All of that was socialism for the rich. And I probably shouldn't even use that term, socialism for the rich. It's just a rhetorical word choice meant to demean anyone to the left of Milton Friedman. Still, the overall point that these people, and McConnell in particular, are evil monsters remains standing. Sorry, I I went on a little bit of a tangent there, but let's get back to the relief bill for a bit. First of all, it's eight months too late for a lot of Americans. That should be foremost in our thoughts here. And a single $600 check is not going to change that in any fundamental way. The way I'm thinking about this is not that there is a $600 check. It's that it's half of the last check. And it's eight fucking months later. Eight months. $1,200 to last eight goddamn months while there have been massive layoffs, cuts in hours, and degradation of the economy. And whether the shutdowns were smart or not isn't really the point. I tend to think that intelligent shutdowns were generally good ideas to mitigate harm, but the people, us, we, the citizens of this country, 
should have been made whole so that when the crisis ends, millions don't find themselves hungry and terrified along the way or actually homeless at the end of it. So they also cut in half the unemployment addition from $600 per week to $300. Oh, and the $300 was originally slated for 11 weeks. But because this moron president took a week to sign it, guess what? It will only last 10 weeks. And that's just added cruelty for no good reason. And notice I'm not pounding blame here on one party. That's because this isn't a one-party issue. The Republicans, yeah, they're evil. But the Democrats, they went along with it. They're both evil, and they both hate you. Some of the better parts of the bill were things like protecting the checks from being stolen by banks to pay off existing debt, which is what happened to a lot of the initial $1,200 relief checks. The banks just intercepted them in transit and stole that money from the recipients. All very legal, of course, because, well, of course. Another good thing in the bill is that there is language in there to prevent supposedly small businesses from receiving PPP funds if they spend heavily in lobbying. The limit is still comically high at $1 million, but it cuts out such shitty organizations like the Chambers of Commerce and a lot of trade associations and PR propaganda firms, which work for such disreputable dorks as pharma and defense companies. Oh, and just to circle back to that $300 unemployment enhancement, because I forgot to mention it before, this new bill actually makes collecting that money that much more difficult. So not only did they chop it in half, but they put all sorts of impediments in the way to actually qualifying for it. Mostly a restrictive review process plus an unnecessarily onerous amount of paperwork and information to gather for the everyday Joe. None of this is impossible to get, it's just difficult. And the enhanced review process will very likely make filing the paperwork correctly to the point of making the bureaucracy happy a little less likely. So these people will have to, instead of simply attesting to their information, they will have something like three weeks to gather all of these documents, package it, send it out, and get it processed by states and federal workers who will be inundated with hundreds of thousands of these requests all at once. What could go wrong, right? Eh, don't worry about it. Probably nothing. I'm sure it will all be fine and everybody will get the money that they deserve. One undeniably good thing here is that the Democrats somehow managed to prevent McConnell and the other ghouls from getting a COVID liability protections for business. This protection was meant to make it extremely difficult, if not impossible. Yeah, they originally were talking about a more or less blanket immunity. They want to make it so hard to sue any corporation, <coughs> Amazon, <coughs> for failing to protect its workers from the virus. This sort of protection is absurd on its face. And it is obviously just something which the corporate puppeteers demanded of their senatorial puppets. The threat being that they would cut the strings and tie them to some new dummy to take their place. Again, more cruelty just for the sake of cruelty. 
Now, there's a lot more in this bill, but it is just simply massive, and more in-depth analysis will have to wait as more people read the bill in, in its entirety and suss out exactly what the legalese means in the real world. But I did want to run through some of the more obvious stuff for you. And before we leave this topic, I want to mention one thing, or I, I guess maybe a series of things, I don't know. But one thing I keep seeing is people saying stuff like, what does $700 million for the Iron Dome in Israel have to do with COVID relief? What does $50 million for medical care in Yemen have to do with COVID relief? And the problem here is that the COVID relief bill got attached to a government funding bill. It's really an appropriations bill, the type of bill that's used to, well, appropriate funds for various agencies and projects. So just keep that in mind if you hear talking points like this. If somebody is wondering why some amount of money for tanks doesn't have anything to do with COVID, they're right. It has nothing to do with it. That's from an entirely different part of this massive bill. And while this is strange, attaching the relief package to an appropriations bill kind of did force the hand of Congress to negotiate and vote on it. This is good, even if the numbers aren't high enough. And that's really the crux of this whole relief bill. It's not enough. Not even close to enough. For example, $25 billion for rent relief isn't even a drop in the bucket. It's little more than a piss in the ocean. And no money for local and state governments either. So no money for the aspects of government which are actually affected by collecting lower amounts of taxes due to the economic downturn. These people left millions to swing in the wind and now they're just shaking the ropes. 